You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Beacon. I'm the host of Locked On Wolves. I'm also the co-editor of Dunking With Wolves, the Timberwolves site on the Fanside Network. Today's episode is brought to us by Locked On NBA and specifically Fridays on Locked On NBA. On Fridays on Locked On NBA, Nick Angstead of Locked On Mavericks and Adam Morris of Locked On Nuggets power rank the week that was in the NBA. Follow the Locked On NBA podcast today wherever you get podcasts. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy weekend. Today on the show, I want to dig in a little bit more to the two newest Timberwolves that came from outside the organization in Torian Prince and Patrick Beverly. I want to dig into the B-Ball Index numbers. We haven't done that in a little while um, since really right after the season with with some of the players on the Wolves roster uh, post you know the 2021 season. But I want to look at some of the new acquisitions and what their strengths and weaknesses are and how they fit into the Wolves roster. And I've done that from uh, you know more of a, a 10,000 foot perspective and a little bit from a rotation perspective, but I want to do that specific to the actual numbers at B-Ball Index. So I'll give some context on that and, and I want to dig into it. Um, and then briefly, a, a couple of housekeeping type things here off the top related to Beverly, uh, a couple of other Timberwolves nuggets out there. So that'll be the Friday show today. A reminder, if you're not already following or subscribed to Lockdown Wolves, you can do so anywhere you listen to podcasts. Of course, that includes Apple as well as Spotify, Google, and the all-new Odyssey app, uh, really, you can listen to this podcast anywhere, podcast for free, anywhere you can find a podcast. Um, you can also follow on Twitter at Locked on T-Wolves. Again, that's Locked on T-Wolves. Don't forget the T. And also at B-Beacon with two B's, two E's, C-K-E-N. All right, let's go ahead and get into a couple of quick news and notes here right off the top. The first thing is related to uh, over at NBA.com, they had a ranking of five can't miss matchups among NBA's young talent this year. So basically, this was right after the schedule release. They just picked five games with uh, with young players that will be going head to head that will be exciting to watch. Number one, of course, is Kate Cunningham versus Jalen Green, the top two picks in this year's NBA draft. They play on November 10th. So pretty quickly here at the start of the season. And then number two, Anthony Edwards versus Kate Cunningham. The Wolves don't play the Pistons until February 3rd this year. They play them twice at the in the uh, the latter half of the season. Uh, but February 3rd, it's a, a game in Detroit, Edwards versus Cade Cunningham. Um, and NBA.com calls that out, specifically uh, Michael C. Wright at NBA.com calls that out as the second best matchup of young talent this year. The other matchups he noted, James Wiseman versus Evan Mobley. Um, he has ranked third. And of course, that's uh, that's Cavs versus Warriors. And then number four, LaMelo Ball versus Jalen Green. So Houston versus Charlotte. And Scotty Barnes versus Jalen Suggs, the Toronto Raptors. Um, taking on the Orlando Magic is listed fifth on this ranking. Uh, Anthony Edwards, I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun to see him go against Cade Cunningham. And who knows, in February, this will probably have a completely different take on that matchup because we'll know if the Edwards of March, April, May and last year carries forward into next season. We'll know if Cade Cunningham is, is uh, you know, he had similar hype to Anthony Edwards. In fact, maybe even more talk around him being a generational talent um, in my mind, Cunningham's got a higher floor than Anthony Edwards as a prospect. Um, I don't know that he's got a higher ceiling either. I think he's just a safer prospect. I think Edwards is either going to be, um, you know, he's going to have a Wiggins-esque career where he's perhaps a little bit, at this point, this seems pretty unlikely. This was my take of, of him as a prospect, where he could be kind of a high-volume type guy, but, you know, never really be an all-star, or he could be an absolute superstar. 
I think I've swung, you know, pretty far in the direction of, of absolute superstar based on the way he finished last year. Of course, the, the admittedly 19 year old, you know, first version of Edward Edwards in the first few weeks in the league, he looked a lot more like the high volume guy who wasn't going to be super efficient, wasn't going to be good defensively. But if we get the Anthony Edwards we got in March, April, May of last year, then then we're far more likely to see a superstar in the coming years than we are somebody who's uh, who's going to have a Wiggins-esque career. Um, so anyway, that's ranked number two at NBA.com's list of the top five uh, matchups among can't miss matchups among NBA's young talent this year. The other thing is is really kind of a bit of, of housekeeping. The Timberwolves officially announced, and so did the Memphis Grizzlies, the trade where the Wolves sent Jarrett Culver and Juancho Hernan Gomez to Memphis in exchange for Patrick Beverly. The Grizzlies had to waive somebody, I forget who it was, but they waived somebody to get under the 20-player roster limit um, in Memphis, and the trade became official. So the Wolves announced that they they uh, Wolves Twitter account over the past forty eight hours or so has done a lot of tweeting about Patrick Beverly, calling him Mister ninety four feet. Lots of fun defensive highlights of Beverly blocking guards and picking pockets and, and everything that he's been known to do over the past few years. Beverly, of course, has been really excited. He tweeted about this last week before the trade was even official that he was excited to get to work with the Timberwolves. Uh, Darren Wolfson of, of Score North and KSTP Channel Five in the Twin Cities had a note that he actually had his trainer, Patrick Beverly's trainer, was on the Scoop podcast talked first Wolfson talked himself on Twitter about how Beverly was excited. The trainer talked about it. And now Wolfson underscores that, um, on Twitter on, I think this was on Thursday saying that, uh, that Patrick Beverly is legit. I think the word he uses is pumped to be in Minnesota. Um, so there's a lot of that out there. The Timberwolves also put out a, a photo on Twitter, Patrick Beverly wearing a Kevin Garnett Timberwolves Jersey. Beverly's talked about this before, but, he, but Beverly said on Instagram, so that the photo the Wolves put out is actually a screenshot of, of Pat Beverly's Instagram where he's wearing the, the Garnett Jersey. He calls Garnett his idol. The reason why he started playing the game, he's talked in the past about Garnett's defense being really key to, uh, to the way that Beverly plays modeling his defensive game after Garnett's tenacity, um, on defense, his, his, his constant, you know, just, you know, the motor that, that Garnett played on defense, played with on defense. Beverly has a similar motor on that end of the floor. Um, and so really cool to see. And of course, Beverly's worn number 21 in his previous stops as well as an ode to Kevin Garnett. He'll wear number 22 in Minnesota. Of course, Andrew Wiggins old number, um, among others, but cool to see Beverly legitimately excited to join a young team. We, I talked about this before on the show, but Beverly's made the playoffs every other year in his career with the Clippers and with the Rockets. And that's a streak he's going to put on the line in Minnesota. Um, I, and I am on record already, you know, no official predictions yet in terms of wins or anything like that. I think the Wolves will at the very least be in the play in this year. I think they will be a top 10 team in the West. And I do think Beverly will extend that streak. Um, so we'll see obviously. And, and there's uh there's a lot still to be written on that front, but he is putting that playoff streak on the line coming to the Minnesota Timberwolves via trade. So that's all beneficial. And Beverly is excited to be in Minnesota. Next, I want to talk about Patrick Beverly. I want to talk about the B-ball index numbers. I'll get into that and explain a little bit more about, about B-ball index and the numbers we're going to look at here next segment. And then I want to do the same thing with Torian Prince and look at Prince's fit, why the Wolves acquired him and how he fits with what Minnesota is trying to do here moving forward. First though, let's talk about our friends at betonline.ag. It's that time of year again. All eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar 
NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest open now at BetOnline. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. If you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code NFL100. Again, that's promo code NFL100. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, right on down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, let's talk about Patrick Beverly in regards to his numbers over at B-Ball Index. Of course, B-Ball Index is a site uh, they've got just a number of fantastic tools. It's a one-stop shop for all the, really the advanced metrics that are thought highly of in in NBA circles um, in the blogging and podcasting community as well. It, they, they have them all combined. Then there's also some proprietary statistics, some of the all-encompassing metrics, as well as, you know, really your, your play types, your, uh, the, the, including defensive matchups, you know, what type of, of defensive matchups does an individual player have uh, really, really granular statistics, um, which are super helpful when you're doing deep dives on players. Uh, they have innovative data, data, excuse me, data tools and 500 plus player profiles, only five bucks a month or $50 a year at bball-index.com. And I did, I pulled some key numbers towards the end of the wolf season last year and into the, the first part of the summer. Um, and kind of looked at the Wolves' whole roster. I want to do that with with the new players that the Wolves acquired. So I'll start with Patrick Beverly, since we were just talking about him last segment. But, um, you know, I, I said this when the Wolves acquired Beverly. I think the acquisition was it was a no-brainer for so many reasons. Um, I think the easiest way to say this, and, and I've said this before, so bear with me, but the easiest way to say this is, you trade two guys that weren't in the rotation and Jarrett Culver and Juancho Hernan Gomez, and you bring in a guy who's a rotation player and has been primarily a starter on playoff teams for his entire career and is going to fill a role in multiple ways. That's a no-brainer. Two non-rotation guys for a rotation guy. Beverly brings, and if you look at his skill set, it's exactly what the Wolves need. Three-point shooting, uh, really low usage three-point shooting, right? He doesn't need the ball in his hands to be effective offensively. A hard-nosed, tough defender who can rebound his position decently well, and most importantly, be a point of attack defender on the perimeter, bring veteran playoff experience, uh, and and again, play hard-nosed defense, be tenacious on the defensive end of the floor, bring energy, help ignite the crowd, all of those things. Qualities that the Wolves don't, haven't necessarily had over the past few seasons, and he brings almost that Jimmy Butler type edge, but in a different way. Not only that, he can fit the backup point guard ro- role that the Wolves Currently, it had been vacant. McKinley Wright, the two-way player, rookie, undrafted rookie, four-year college player. He's the only other point guard on the roster. I mean, Jordan McLaughlin, it's at this point possible he comes back still on a vet minimum deal. But Beverly not only brings all the qualities the Wolves needed to add to the roster in, in one player, but he does it at a role that the Wolves needed to fill. He's not another wing. He's not another big. He's a backup point guard who, who frankly, is going to play off the ball in crunch time, which is perfect. Put the ball in D'Angelo Russell's hands. Put the ball in Anthony Edwards' hands. Put the ball in Carl Anthony Towns' hands. Beverly's your point of attack defender defensively. You can't play Josh Okogie down the stretch because he he is his, he's a net negative, negative, negative offensively. You can play him during the 
you know, over the course of the game, pick your spots, whatever, hide him offensively. You can't do it in crunch time. Um, Patrick Beverly is going to be your perimeter defender in crunch time. Patrick Beverly is the guy who uh, you're going to lean on on that end of the floor, but offensively, he's going to be a catch and shoot guy. The numbers at B-Ball Index back all of that up. Um, look at, I'm going to pull a couple of key numbers here, or a couple of key statistics. Number one, perimeter shooting. We already knew he was a roughly a 40%, just a hair under 40% career three-point shooter. He's over 40% over the past four seasons. In catch and shoot three-point situations, last season, Patrick Beverly shot 41.4% from outside the arc. That's 83rd percentile league-wide grades out as an A- minus according to B-ball index. That's fantastic. Remember, Outside of some brief stretches, probably early in the game when Beverly comes in for D'Angelo Russell, Beverly's, yes, he's a point guard by label. He's not going to often initiate the offense off the bench. Um, he's a good pick and roll ball handler, by the way, and that's what he'll do, right? That's the only thing he'll do. Um, if he's if he's running the offense, he's going to run pick and roll. And, and a Beverly Nasreed pick and roll, if you're talking about the reserve unit, is going to be great. Or you run some of those horn sets with Jade McDaniels and Nas Reed at the elbows. That should work great. I also think Jade McDaniels will get some opportunity to initiate offense with the second unit, as well as maybe Anthony Edwards, who's probably going to play the most minutes of anyone on the team. So he'll get that chance as well. But in an off-the-ball catch-and-shoot situation, Beverly's fantastic. Also, corner three-point percentage. Again, according to B-Ball Index, 48.9% from the corners. 48.9%, just barely below a 50% shooter on corner three-point attempts. That's 86th percentile league-wide, grades out as an A-, minus, according to our friends at B-Ball Index. So again, low usage, off-ball, catch-and-shoot guy from anywhere outside the arc, especially from the corners. How many guys have the Wolves had like that that are genuinely reliable on the perimeter? Malik Beasley is like the only other one. At one, D'Angelo Russell, of course, too, is a great catch-and-shoot three-pointer. Think about this. The Wolves are going to run their offense through Carl Anthony Towns in the high post, the mid post, elbows, elbow extended. And who's he going to be surrounded with? Patrick Beverly, Malik Beasley, D'Angelo Russell, all far above average catch and shoot three-point shooters. Anthony Edwards, when he gets the ball in his hands, he's he's unstoppable. He's also a pretty decent catch and shoot guy from outside the arc, uh, but he's going to be more dangerous as a cutter or initiating the offense. But put those shooters around Towns, uh, he's never had anything like that around him. Who's he played with in the past? You know, uh, obviously Jimmy Butler was a fine catch-and-shoot three-point shooter. Jeff Teague was a hesitant three-point shooter. Je- Taj Gibson was not a three-point shooter. In more recent iterations of the Timberwolves, Ricky Rubio, not a confident or above-average catch-and-shoot three-point shooter. Josh Akogi, no, not from anywhere outside the arc. Uh, you know, Jake Lehman, average three-point shooter at best. Um, and, you know, streaky average at best. I mean, go back to the start of the season a couple of years ago, Travion Graham, not a shooter. Um, you know, that, that he's one of the, he was a starter for this team a couple of years ago. The, the Timberwolves have not surrounded towns with shooters in the past. Patrick Beverly, D'Angelo Russell, and Malik Beasley are all above average three point shooters that are going to be around Carl Anthony Towns. And, uh, and that we can't forget how important that piece of Beverly's game is. Um, so all the three-point numbers for him are really good. Even the pull-up, you know, the the off-the-bounce numbers for Patrick Beverly are solid. As a passer, he's a good passer, especially in the pick and roll. We know that to be true. Um, and, and that's, you know, he's going to get those opportunities. Defensively, this is the thing to me that's maybe most impressive. In terms of, so one of the things B-Ball Index has is defensive matchups and usage tiers defended, right? So what are the usage tiers 
that that a, that a player spent the most time defending. Patrick Beverly spent 34.7%, so 35%, more than a third of his time last season guarding usage tier number one players. So that's not necessarily guarding the the highest usage player on the floor at the time, but usage tier one players league-wide. So the highest usage players in the entire league, which are almost always star players, right? 35% of the time he was guarding those players. That's 99th percentile league-wide. Patrick Beverly guards good offensive players. I know he's going to be 33. I know he has injury issues. I know he's not big, but he guards star point guards and star shooting guards on a regular basis. And he does it well too. That's been well documented. I've talked about it on the show. Um, he he blocks shots extremely well for a point guard too, by the way. 99th percentile in terms of block rate on contests. He gets his hand up and contests shots. That And that's a skill, by the way, that's really easy to gloss over. How bad have the Wolves been? If you've watched any number of Wolves games over any number of the past few years, any iteration of the Timberwolves, they've been terrible at perimeter closeouts, at getting a hand in the face of a perimeter shooter, making his life more difficult, making him put the ball on the floor at the very least, making him think about shooting a three. And occasionally it's out of control, crashing into guys, clipping guys, committing you know fouls on three-point shooters. The Wolves have been awful at that. Patrick Beverly's a master at closing out on the perimeter defending without fouling, blocking shots even on the perimeter. Um, and that's a skill that hopefully he he will bring to the Timberwolves. Hopefully he can impart on some of his new teammates as well as younger teammates. Um, I've talked before about the advanced metrics, all really loving Patrick Beverly's defense. Here's just a sampling. The LeBron metric, which is actually proprietary to B-Ball Index, their defensive LeBron has him as 85th percentile and A-. minus. ESPN's real plus minus defensive. I've talked about this defensive real plus minus 86th percentile. It's an A minus there. Raptor, which is 538.com's metric. That's not quite as kind to Patrick Beverly. They've got him as a net zero defensive player, 54th percentile or C plus, but everywhere else is positive. Um, The uh, RAPM statistic, which is an adjusted plus minus over at basketball reference has him at 61st percentile, or excuse me, 76th percentile defensively, which is a B plus. Uh, LeBron box score, which is a modified uh, version of B-ball indexes, advanced metric. The defensive LeBron box has him 90th percentile or A minus. Box plus minus at basketball reference has him as a B plus as well. So except for one, they're all B pluses and higher. Most of them are A's or A minuses defensively for Patrick Beverly. As a 32-year-old last season with the LA Clippers, um, And sure, he had some good defensive players around him, but these metrics do a pretty good job of normalizing for teammates as well. Most of them do, at least. ESPN's real plus minus is maybe the best. Um, But all that to say, he's a great defensive player. We know that. There's uh, There's no cutting it any other way. He's a very, very good, well above average defensive player. He can guard multiple positions. He's a fantastic catch and shoot player and a solid pick and roll guy. Pick and roll as the pick and roll uh, ball handler last year. He scored 0.89 points per possession. That was 87th percentile league-wide, A-minus grade, according to B-Ball Index. So all things that are valuable to the Timberwolves, Patrick Beverly was really good at and should be this season. Um, and, and again, I've talked about most of these qualities before, but the numbers at B-Ball Index definitely back it up. Okay, next I want to talk about Torian Prince. Torian Prince was acquired, of course, several weeks ago and has maybe already been forgotten about a little bit in the Beverly, uh, you know, Leander Balmaro's getting closer to signing. You know, we haven't talked about Torian Prince in a while. Um, so I want to talk a little bit more about Prince and his fit in Minnesota through the lens of his B-Ball Index metrics here in just a moment. First, though, let's talk about Rock Auto. This episode is brought to us by Rock Auto. 
With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have a computer with access to rockauto.com both at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every single customer and they have everything you could possibly need from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil to even new carpet. Go explore their easy to use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Let's also talk about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar of all time. It tastes exactly like a candy bar. I have at least one Built Bar every day, usually on my commute way home from work. I have one. Occasionally, I'll have a second one at some other point during the day if I just need a boost of energy. Um, It's a protein bar that doesn't taste like what you might think a protein bar tastes like. There's nine staple flavors of those, mint brownie, um, cookies and cream. I just bought a box of cookies and cream, salted caramel, anything with caramel, anything with coconut, they're all fantastic. Um, if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can just order a mixed box over at BuiltBar.com. You'll get two of each of the nine main flavors. And occasionally, they'll have some special flavors. Grasshopper cookie. I think there's still some on the website. I got a box of those this week. Um, and, and also, not only are they the best tasting, but they're genuinely healthy for you. Check out the macros. 17 to 18 grams of protein per bar. Calories range from just 130 to 180 calories per bar. Only four to five grams of sugar and just four or five grams net carbs. All the flavors taste amazing and they're all healthy for you. Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Go to built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Okay, let's go ahead and, and talk about Torian Prince. So, um, I, you know, full disclosure, I said this when the Wolves acquired Torian Prince on draft day you know, the day of the draft earlier in the day, I said that I was not all that excited about acquiring Torian Prince. And I stand by that in the sense that I I don't actually, I think he's fairly overrated as a defender. He's a good three-point shooter and that's great. Um, He's going to help the Wolves this year. I I just don't, in a vacuum, I think Ricky Rubio is a better player. Now, that's obviously not the full move, right? I think I'd rather have Torian Prince and Patrick Beverly and a future second round pick than I would rather have I would rather have that group, right? Those two players in that pick than I would have Ricky Rubio, Juancho Hernan Gomez, Jarrett Culver. I'd rather have what the Wolves have now. So now that we know the whole thing, I'm happy that Prince is on the team. I do think there's, I have some concerns, um, but but I can make the case for why he's on the Timberwolves now. Um, in theory, he's a three and D guy. However, he hasn't been as good defensively as as uh, as we might think. Still, he's versatile, and I think that's important. First, let's talk about the three-point shooting. So, well, actually, let's talk about him positionally. So offensively, Torian Prince is is pretty much going to play as a small ball type four. And nowadays, I guess you don't even need to add the small ball in front of it. But he's really a three-four type player. Can play the three and the four. Um, Is obviously not playing in the post at all, but he's more of a... Uh, of a stretch four type offensive player. And the numbers bear that out in terms of his shooting. Um, Catch and shoot guy, 39% in catch and shoot situations. That's 71st percentile league wide. Grades out as a B on B ball index. 
um, from the corners, he's over 50%. I was just talking about how awesome Patrick Beverly was from the corners. Torian Prince, last season, split between Brooklyn and Cleveland, 51.1% on corner three-pointers. That's 92nd percentile. Obviously, that's an A across the league. Pull-up three-pointers, 44.4% pull-up three-point attempts. That's 89th percentile and A-. minus Across the board, B and better in terms of grades at B-ball index on his three-point attempts. Um, his three-point gravity, which basically what that is, is it's the amount of attention a player can draw because of their volume is shooting from outside the arc. Uh, that's an 83rd percentile, A minus league wide, uh, because people know he can shoot the ball and he pulls defenders towards him. And that's going to help create space for players like Carl Anthony Towns, Nas Reed, Anthony Edwards, D'Angelo Russell, guys who are going to be scoring either in the post or, um, or are going to have the ball in their hands and trying to create, trying to get to the basket. And that's exactly what Torian Prince can help do. That to me is is the best thing that he's going to do. He's going to be an above average three point shooter. He's going to add an element that the Wolves have generally not had, um, you know, with any consistency. And I, I talked about this when I was when I was discussing Beverly. The Wolves are just adding plus shooters now. I mean, they sent out Wancho was a was a average to plus shooter depending on the the day, I guess. Culver was a, a obviously a minus shooter. Rubio had a terrible shooting year last year, and for his career, is a minus shooter. Um, despite a couple of decent shooting years in Utah and Phoenix. So you're you're sending out, you know, basically one good shooter and and bringing in two better shooters. I mean, they're both better than Wancho. Both Torian Prince and Patrick Beverly are better shooters than Wancho. So, the, and this goes back to the conversation I had on, I think this was Wednesday's show. I, I went on a little bit of a rant. I, I, was, I was on a soapbox um, with this, but the national media narrative of the Wolves not doing much what did they need to do? They needed to improve defensive versatility and shooting. What have they done this offseason? They've improved defensive versatility and shooting. Uh, they've sent out guys who were poor shooters and inconsistent defenders and brought in a plus-plus defender in Beverly and two-plus shooters in Beverly and Torian Prince. And even though I don't think Prince is a very good one-on-one -on -one defender, the thing he can do is he can guard multiple positions at a passable level. He's not a lockdown defender. He's not, he's not Jaden McDaniels. He's not Patrick Beverly. He's not even Josh Okogie. Um, he's probably like the fifth best defender on the Wolves. But what he does bring is the ability to defend multiple positions. Um, and this is another thing that B-Ball Index can show us. If you look at, uh, first let's look at the defensive matchups, the positions that he defended. Last year, he spent at least 17% of his time on the floor defending uh four different positions. The only position that he guarded less than 17% of the time was center. He spent 16.9% of his time guarding point guards last year, 25.8% of his time guarding shooting guards, 24.4% of his time guarding small forwards and 25.1% guarding power forwards. So basically 25% or more of his time was spent guarding twos, threes, and fours. So he can guard twos, threes, and fours, and in a pinch ones, he can switch onto ones, and even some small ball centers he can be passable on. That Those numbers are, I mean, I just talked about Patrick Beverly last segment, and Beverly can guard both backcourt spots, but he still, still spent a shade under 40% of his time guarding point guards. Torian Prince didn't spend more than 26% of his time guarding any one position because he was asked to be, uh, and part of that's the scheme he was in, right? He was switching uh, frequently in the schemes he was in, that's the type of versatile defender 
that the Wolves need. Now, Jaden McDaniels is, is better than him as a versatile, switchable defender, but you need multiple guys who can do it. Prince is a veteran. He understands coverages. He understands positioning. And um, it'll be valuable to have somebody that can guard multiple positions. That's That, to me, is the benefit of having him on defense uh, or on this team is, is what he can bring defensively as a pick and roll role, man. He's not going to spend a lot of time in that role. I don't think in the wolves offense, but he graded out as an a last year, 1.16 points per possession as a pick and roll role, man, which is positive to see. Um, he's also, we know he's a good spot up shooter. We already talked about the catch and shoot numbers and spot up situations last year, 1.11 points per possession. That's 90th percentile, an A across the league. Most of the advanced metrics for his overall game are not too kind. They're pretty much uh, Cs, uh, even some Ds sprinkled in there because part of it's because he played for Cleveland and, uh, you know, the first part of the year in Brooklyn uh, and then and then finished the year in Cleveland. So there's some noise there. But uh, Prince is a little bit overrated in terms of being a one-on-one defender. He doesn't rebound the ball exceedingly well for, for the role that he plays. Uh, but again, the shooting is the biggest thing he brings and some defensive versatility is positive as well. And so he will fit in with this team this year. Um, even if he's not my favorite addition, I understand why the wolves added him and he's an upgrade in terms of what he can bring to the table. I believe he is an upgrade over Juancho Hernan Gomez. He's certainly upgrade over Jared Culver. Um, so again, would you rather have Torian Prince, Patrick Beverly in a second rounder, or would you rather have Juancho Hernan Gomez, Ricky Rubio, and Jared Culver? Um, I, I think you take what the Wolves have now. I know I would. Okay, that's all we have for you today here on the show. If you're not already following or subscribed to the podcast, please consider doing that. You can follow anywhere you listen to podcasts. That includes Apple as well as Spotify, Google, and of course, the all-new Odyssey app. You can also follow on Twitter at LockedOnTWolves and at BBeacon with two Bs, two Es, C-K-E-N. A reminder that this show and all the Locked On shows, we're free on all platforms. So um, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And by the way, next week, plan to be on YouTube next week. Um, so if you like to listen to podcasts on YouTube and you're wondering why Lockdown Wolves is not on YouTube, well, wonder no longer, we will be next week. Um, and so if you want to see my face while I talk about the Timberwolves, you'll be able to do that. And you will literally be able to subscribe to this show on any platform at that point. As of now, it's everywhere, uh, everywhere else. And it's always free, right? Spotify, Google, um, Apple, Stitcher, anywhere you listen to podcasts, um, and of course, Twitter, I already mentioned Twitter at Beacon and at Locked on T-Wolves. Be sure you're following and subscribed anywhere you do listen to podcasts. Um, a reminder that today's show was brought to us by our fantastic friends over at Locked on NBA. Um, and Locked on NBA, again, on Fridays is hosted by Nick Angstead of Locked on Mavericks and Adam Morris of Locked on Nuggets. On Fridays, they power rank the week that was in the NBA. You can follow Locked on NBA just like this show anywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, a reminder that Locked On Wolves is, of course, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And the Locked On Podcast Network is all your local experts on all the biggest stories. Be sure you subscribe to all your favorite podcasts or the podcast for all your favorite teams, I should say. All the Minnesota podcasts at Locked On are great. Of course, all the basketball podcasts, really across the board. All the Locked On shows are fantastic. So be sure you're following and subscribed to whichever uh, shows represent the teams or, or cover the teams that you are a fan of. Um, and uh, yeah, again, all platforms. All right, that's all we have for you today. We'll be back on Monday and back and on YouTube as well next week. Once again, I'm Ben Beacon. This is the Lockdown Wolves podcast, and we'll catch you next time.